Welcome to AM Now, where we bring you the trending accounting matters we're following. I'm your host, Adam Olson, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Nicole Harger and Matt Fisser. Each bite-sized episode keeps you and your finance and accounting teams in the know. Join us each week as we unpack these issues, topics, and accounting matters now. You're listening to AM Now, an accounting matters podcast. I'm your host, Adam Olson. And I'm Nicole Harger. This week, we're following the recent events of the banking crisis, along with some auditing standard and digital asset updates from the AICPA. Nicole, I know many are still sorting out last week's banking crisis. So what's the latest there? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Adam. So last Friday, the world watched the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, which is the largest bank collapse since the 2008 financial crisis. The shutdown was caused by a run on the bank. So this happens when too many customers withdraw cash from deposit accounts with a financial institution at the same time due to concerns that the bank is or may become insolvent. Initially on Friday, SVB depositors were told they would get access to FDIC insured deposits by Monday and uninsured deposits would get receivership certificates for their balances. However, not too much later, Signature Bank was also abruptly shut down. Regulators worked over the weekend and by Sunday evening, the Federal Reserve The Treasury and the FDIC announced that they would make sure that all depositors in both banks were repaid in full. Yeah, we'll be watching closely for any regulatory changes that emerge from this. In the meantime, what should everyone be thinking about? Yeah, that's a great question, Adam. So first, um, companies should be thinking about mitigating their treasury risk. As a reminder, FDIC deposit insurance is automatic for any deposit account opened at an FDIC-insured bank. Deposits are insured up to at least $250,000 per depositor, per FDIC-insured bank, per ownership category. FDIC deposit insurance only covers certain deposit products such as checking and savings accounts, money market deposit accounts, and certificates of deposit. Yeah, and on a related note, the banking collapse did bring to light many companies' concentrations and risks or vulnerabilities attached to those concentrations. As a reminder, ASC 275 provides the guidance to reporting entities on disclosures over their risks and uncertainties in their financial statements. Risks and uncertainties represent conditions that may impact a reporting entity's financial results in future periods. And providing this information to users about these conditions really enables them to assess a reporting entity's future prospects. In fact, a company's exposure for cash held at financial institutions in excess of the FDIC limits might be a concentration that companies want to disclose to users of its financial statements. The SEC has also weighed in here in the past and commented on certain risks due to concentrations, including concentrations of cash in specific countries or regions, and whether or not government regulations in those countries or regions protect those balances. So similar to the FDIC insurance that we talked about earlier. So up next, the AICPA issued statement on accounting standard number 149. This new standard applies to an audit of group financial statements and to all group audits. It also addresses special considerations that apply to a group audit, including in circumstances in which component auditors are involved or when the group auditor makes reference to the audit of a referred to auditor. As noted in the at-a-glance document issued with SAS 149, the most significant change introduced 
by the new standard is that it provides a risk-based approach to planning and performing a group audit. While former AU-C Section 600 required the identification of significant components at which to perform audit work, SAS 149 directs the group auditor to use professional judgment in determining the components at which to perform procedures based on assessed risks. Yeah, SAS 149 also provides a definition of a new term, the referred to auditor. This refers to an auditor who performs an audit of financial statements of a component to which the group engagement partner determines to make reference in the auditor's report on the financial statements. The referred to auditor is not a component auditor or part of the engagement team for the group audit. In contrast, a component auditor is part of the engagement team. Companies with multi-location audits may be impacted by the audit strategy used by their auditor as a result of the change to the standard. The new standard is effective for audits of group financial statements for periods ending on or after December 15th, 2026. So there is some time, right? Some time there for sure. On a similar note, and to round us out for this week, the AICPA also recently updated its Digital Asset Practice Aid to reflect recent comments made by the SEC staff at last December's AICPA conference on current SEC and PCOB developments. The updates now include a revision to question 25 around the appropriate accounting for a lender of crypto assets to de-recognize the crypto asset upon transfer of control to of the assets to a borrower. The SEC staff indicated that they would not object also to the lender recognizing an asset, which may be referred to as a crypto asset loan receivable, that represent its right to receive those crypto assets loaned to the borrower at the end of the loan period. Yeah, so it's also important to highlight that the recognition of the loan receivables does expose the lender to the credit risk of its borrower and would pull this asset into the scope of the new credit loss standard, so ASC 326, or what's more commonly known as CECL. The AICPA's Digital Assets Practice Aid also discusses disclosure guidance of these arrangements, including the terms, risks, and nature, as well as collateral information, where collateral was required as part of the arrangement. And that's it for this week. For a deeper dive into what's trending in accounting and finance, check out our other podcast on the Accounting Matters feed on your preferred listening platform. Again, I'm Adam Olson. And I'm Nicole Harger. Thanks for listening to AM Now. We'll see you next week. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. Embark makes no representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in the podcast series, and it should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors. Information discussed in our podcast may also be superseded by new guidance or as new interpretations emerge. Listeners are cautioned to carefully evaluate any relevant subsequent authoritative guidance issued.